0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to INE Live. I'm Brooks Seahorn, one of the instructors here at INE, and we have got a very cool show. Matter of fact, we've been working on this show now for a couple of weeks just to get it to where we are today because we're going to talk about how to get started in IT. But before we get to that, just a reminder, we are streaming across many different social media platforms. So whichever media platform you might be on, if you want to catch more of these shows, be sure to subscribe and you can find out about our latest content as it comes out. But more importantly than that, today is all about you. If you're getting started with your IT career, trying to figure out, hey, what's the best way to get into this great field called IT, that's what we're going to be talking about. So absolutely, take advantage of our chat Uh, session that we've got set up, our production team is going to be watching and monitoring that for any questions you may have. And myself and my guest will be answering those questions for you as we go along. Now, speaking of guests, and this is why we were so excited because this is the perfect guest to have on. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very happy to announce on the show and out of the chat room,
1: (laughs) Mr. Dakota Snow. Dakota, welcome to Ine Live, man. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. It's um, super passionate about today's topic. You know, uh, I'm all about trying to help people take that next step and get a start whole, you know, get a foothold into this IT career field. And that's, I'm so glad to be here, sharing my wisdom and knowledge with your your audience.
0: Oh, man, we're so glad to be here because, see, you know, for you and I both, we have kind of these strange background stories about, hey, wait a minute, you were over there, but now you're over here. How did you do that? Because so many people are struggling with that. Um, Just quickly on mine for everybody. My degree is actually in organic chemistry. I literally worked as a chemist one day and walked away and ended up in the IT area. It's it's a long story, but the better story, I think to really show you, if you really put your mind to it, and you're committed to it, is Dakota's story. Dakota,
1: take us back to the road grader, sir. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So before I got into the IT field, I was actually a bulldozer operator. Um, I, I sat in a bulldozer all day, driving forward and backwards and, It was a good job. It provided a roof over our heads. Um, I made really decent money. I made $70,000 a year, but Mm -hmm. I was so bored. Um, Mm -hmm. It was not at all mentally challenging. And I finally got to a point one day in my career where I was just like, I'm tired of doing work just to, you know, just to live. I want to be able to do work that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And, so it was while I was driving that bulldozer, I kind of started to think back at some of my previous things I really enjoyed. And technology was always one of those things. Right. So I decided I'm going to start studying to see what it takes to get into the IT field. And I had no prior work experience. I was a college dropout. I, I did maybe a year in college. And, um, you know, I didn't have any IT certifications. And I said, you know what? I can do this. You know, uh, I know this. The things I need to know, I can make the switch and ended up landing a job at the help desk again with no college education, no mm-hmm. prior work experience, and no certifications. And uh, I'm proof right there that anyone can do this. Now, is, was that the easiest path to take? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can do to prepare yourself, right. a lot more for this field. But uh, really, it, it all comes down to your determination and your motivation and how much you want it. And this field is truly a lot more accessible than a lot of people think, you know, that's exactly right. Cause you know, when, when I sort of, you know,
0: literally that one night as a chemist and I'm like, I can't stand this, this is awful. But I'd always like in, in this factory, I was in, I was looking at the technology that was all around. Like, this is really interesting. What is this? What is it doing? And that kind of led me in the same path. But and I think what you said is exactly right. There's paths in. Um, I was lucky that I was coming from sort of a tech background anyway. But, you know, like in your case, it's just proof. Tenacious, work hard, learn this. There's so much you can do in IT. You've just got to work hard to get in there and actually get started. Absolutely.
1: And there's a few little things you can do to really kind of leverage what you already know and make yourself that much more of a viable candidate in the field. And it really doesn't take that much work at all. It just takes a little bit of planning and knowledge. So, Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that. For example, let's say, you know, like you've, you've, there's a situation you
0: have somebody out there nowhere near IT, but now they're looking at it. I think one of the first things, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, that I always look for. Do you feel that spark? about it do you look at it and go oh i'd really like to understand that i mean it could be something really like you know out there and, and weird but like iot which i think is just the craziest stuff ever but if you've got that
1: spark and you've got that passion that's all you need to get started absolutely that's all you really need and I think it's really important to identify that first before you decide to make the switch into IT. Do you have that mm-hmm. passion for IT? Do you enjoy fixing things? Do you enjoy working with technology? Or does it frustrate you and you're just looking to get an IT for the money? Because there's a lot of people out there that think, oh, IT is a very lucrative field, which is the case, but it's it takes a certain personality, a certain mindset to be truly successful and enjoy working in IT, I think. So, you yeah. know, before you even think about making the switch, step back and do you see yourself, do you like enjoy finding out when the latest phones are coming out or mm-hmm. you broke, you know, your computer's not wanting to boot up. Do you enjoy troubleshooting that? Cause those people are truly gonna succeed in this field.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I've been doing this really professionally since 1995. And you can see, I'll just pull my book. This is the latest programming book I'm on. See, I'm I'm just getting started with it. You've got to, I think more than anything, it's people want to say you have to be dedicated to, you know, lifelong learning. I don't quite buy it. It's more like, you're dedicated to lifelong fascination with technology, and what it can do. So you just naturally are motivated. If you don't have it, this might not be the best direction to go in.
1: It yeah, really and not. the rate of technology is advancing you have to constantly be learning and you have to have that desire to learn you know uh much like you i i have uh you know several books this, right here next to me uh-huh. you know, this is a networking uh-huh. plus this is a little bit older book behind me but right you now i'm I, on a daily basis i am constantly learning new skills and whether that's just mm-hmm. simply googling something um you know, that is a really important trait to have in the IT field. So if, if you're kind of fascinated how things work, you know, you're never going to work a day in your life in this career field if you're, if you're eager to learn.
0: Exactly. That's exactly right. So for me, that's really the beginning of it. Do you have a passion for this? Because it's not something where, oh, I got my degree. Now I could just go. D- no, 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 no. That will not work for you. You've got to be passionate yeah. about it and want to be in it. Now, I'll be at, I will say this, uh, uh, Dakota, is this idea that some people will get into it and then branch into management. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of us, and this is really where we're sticking, I want to be the tech. That's the right. place we want to be. Uh, it's, just, it's just so fascinating to get into it. So past that, let's say somebody realizes, okay, I'm passionate about this. I really do like this. What would be like your number one suggestion after that? The thing to do once you're like, I'm going to do
1: this. You know, really, if you want to build a successful career, it's trying to figure out what in tech excites you. Um, Mm -hmm. In the technology field, there is... It's so vast, there's so many different topics and features you could be working on. Um, You really gotta kind of try to laser focus, like are you interested in networking? You know, networking for me is what interested me and excites me the most because really everything revolves around the network. Everything connects wow. back into the network. Whether you're talking the cloud, whether you're talking cybersecurity, it all kind of operates on the networking layer in some sense. So for me, my passion is networking and that's why I became a director of network operations. Mm-hmm. Um but for other people, they they're more interested in cybersecurity or programming. Those are some very quickly growing fields and that can be quite lucrative as well. Um or maybe you're interested more in the cloud, kind of Figure out what is your long-term goal and start working towards it. So say you want to get into networking. One of the first things I would start looking at is different networking jobs and maybe what type of certifications those jobs require and yes, start getting yes. ready to start studying for certifications. Certifications, mm-hmm. I think, are a great foothold into this career field. Absolutely, you know, and, and by the way, for
0: anyone who's thinking, oh, I've got to figure out exactly, Dakota and I will both tell you, it can change it will change and that's okay and so in that particular space and this is what i like the idea that when folks come into this they do a little bit of networking they do a little bit of this that broad base knowledge that you understand because nothing you know like there's nothing worse than being in front of a customer and the customer's talking about something fairly complicated then they drop down to some low-level networking question and you see the consultants just completely lock up like they have no clue like huh What? Layer 7 OSI? I don't know. Is that new? Whoa. Thank you for your help. We'll talk to somebody else. But I mean, that's the thing, though. If you start out with, you know, maybe networking, then realize cyber is something you want to do or programming. That's cool because that broad knowledge is just going to make you stronger so that when you do find that space that you can really go up into. Like, let me just, everybody, let me just throw this out here. This is Dakota does not know I'm going to do this. Watch what happens. Dakota. How important is understanding a little
1: bit about scripting? It is very important because- And there we go. Exactly, (laughs) I can can just talk about that for hours. So yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Those little base knowledge skills, that foundational knowledge, you're gonna use in every type of career field. Um, you know, I, I get approached a lot, you know, I do I offer career coaching and stuff. And people ask me, Hey, I want to learn cybersecurity. What cybersecurity certification should I take? Mm-hmm. Well, let's back it up. What kind of fundamental base knowledge do you have? Do you have any experience right. within the field? Because I'm very much under the, you know, I very much believe that you need to understand how something works before you can protect it. You have to understand how the network works before you can protect the network. You have to understand how the servers run before you can protect the servers. So you need those fundamental skills when you first get into the field. And that's one reason, like, I highly recommend anyone looking into getting into this career field, no matter what path you want to go into, look in those entry level, like help desk positions, because you Mm -hmm. really kind of get a taste of, like the wide variety of different topics, and you get at that entry level help desk, you get a little taste of everything, and you really find out what you like. You might get into the field thinking, "I want to work in networking," and you get into the help desk, and you feel like, "Oh, actually, I really like the cloud more." Exactly, and you know, and that's one of the things about cloud too that
0: I've, I've recommended to lots of folks. You know, it doesn't matter which provider it is if you can get into one of their like entry level help desk positions, you are going to learn so much. It's gonna blow your mind because it's gonna go from networking to storage, to database, to to billing. Billing is a huge deal thanks to the cloud now. (laughs) And so even that is really important. And so finding out more about that broad knowledge, and and Dakota, I can't recommend that enough what you just said right there. You know, for a lot of people getting into the space, you may not think, oh, I don't wanna work the help desk. No go get that job, go do that job, because then you're really gonna start to realize how amazing and broad the scope is. Go get that job. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you
1: know, there is plenty of people I've seen skip the help desk and jump right into an intermediate level job. And that is absolutely doable, but, uh, The help desk is almost a rite of passage because you really get an appreciation (laughs) for everything. In in all honesty, you get an appreciation for how those lower level issues work. And you you build your important skills like your people skills. You know, gone are the days of basement IT departments that are never heard from. IT is very much a customer service oriented position where you're constantly dealing with people. And the most important skill you can have in IT, hands down, is your ability to communicate with others. I can't say that enough. Yes. If you can communicate and articulate things in a way that non-technical people can understand, you are gonna jump leaps and bounds in this career field by the fact let me throw out something for Dakota.
0: go let me throw out something right now that was like a trick i yeah. learned a long time ago if you really want to improve your ability to communicate like that do this as you learn something and this is a great way to make sure you really get it go ahead and pretend like you're teaching it to somebody can you teach that in a way that sounds like really good because that's going to not build up your knowledge and understanding of what you're doing but also can you communicate well and I'm telling you right now, Dakota, I I know it's this mouth more than anything that got me where I am today. It's just the ability just, well, for example, at Amazon, standing in front of a huge crowd at reInvent or something like that, you know, it's like, it's just a skill that you have to build. You just have to keep going. And then next thing you know, you're going to be in the right place at the right time. And somebody's going to ask a question and you're going to be like, yeah, let me tell you all about that. And then suddenly you're going to like, wow. And then watch your career run (laughs) away from you at that point. So I tell you what, we've got, we've got, We've got a question here. Let me find it Okay. I am currently a trash truck driver. And let me get my glasses on to make sure I read that correctly. So I relate to Dakota's story so much. It's unreal. Alan, absolutely, Alan. By the way, Alan, thank you for your job. (laughs) As a chemist, one of the things I found out one of the most important things, one of the most important jobs is that job right there. But You know, speaking to, you know, what Alan's, you know, what he's doing every day, that get out there every day, doesn't matter about the weather, doesn't matter, you know, if it's hot or if it's cold out there. That's somebody I'm really passionate about helping, as I know you are, Dakota, about you can do this. You can absolutely leave this space. You just got to get started on it.
1: You know, you know, having that drive already is, is, is huge. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised how easy it is. You know, if you have those, those people skills, that's really all you need. All the other hard skills, you're going to learn on the job. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And I mean, that. That ability to do that, man, I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, I can look at my window right here and I'll see, I'll see them come by knowing that, you know, there's, there could potentially be a great programmer standing there and all they've got to do is get started. But again, do you have the passion? Is this something you really want to do? Don't jump in just because you see a number and you think I'd love to make that. But if you've got the passion, absolutely go after it. Uh, Here's another question. And I think this is a great one for you. Uh, Moving from networking to cybersecurity, what should be recommendations To get started in cybersecurity?
1: So, there's there's a couple different things you can do, a couple different approaches to this. One would be if in your current organization, does your organization have a cybersecurity team? Maybe you can start talking to your management and start expressing your interest in cybersecurity and start job shadowing that department. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, some of these smaller or mid-sized organizations, they don't have a dedicated team to cybersecurity. In that case, certifications are going to be your key, you know, key friend there. A lot mm-hmm. of times the certifications you get in IT aren't necessarily for the job you currently have. They're for your next career jump, your next career job you're going to get. So one, I start looking at job positions that you're interested in and see what certifications they're requiring. Very, very common one in cybersecurity is the CompTIA Security Plus. That yes. is hu- a huge, important certification. And a lot of times, a lot of employers won't even talk to you or give you the time of day if you don't have that certification. You know, certain uh, companies and like government organizations like the DOD, it's a mandated requirement that you have that certification to even be interviewed for that company. So, um, start looking into the different certifications that really apply to what you're interested in. Now, so cybersecurity is a vast field. You have mm-hmm. penetration testing, uh, anal- analytics, uh, blue team, red team, you name it. Find out what in cybersecurity interests you and then start laser focusing on those certifications.
0: Absolutely. You know, you were talking about those certifications. Uh, one of the one of the great field to go yeah. into particularly is working uh, stateside, working for the government. And that is ab- like, you're not allowed to touch a machine without like the CompTIA, the Security Plus, and they're just such great broad knowledge to get in there and get started. Go get that certification. Like if you've got the passion and you're thinking I wanna do this, but I don't know quite the field, there you go. The CompTIA, go get it. You'll absolutely benefit from having it.
1: It's one of those certifications that gives you a little bit taste of everything. You know, it gives you a little bit taste of the entire security field. And while you're doing that, a lot of times you'll find out what you're really passionate about, you know. I, I hear too often that people want to get into cybersecurity. They want to be a penetration tester because it sounds sexy. You know, it sounds like a <laughs> sexy job where you're breaking yeah. into buildings at in middle right. of the night. And but most people don't realize eighty percent of that job is writing reports, and like you, know, only twenty percent of the job is actually the penetration testing. So it's a great job, and but it's. You have to enjoy the paperwork that comes along with it. It's not just all war games. It's a lot of writing reports to very non-technical people about problems they have and how you would fix that. So. Oh my gosh! Going
0: back to being able to communicate, one of my last jobs within the DoD is I used to write these reports based on data that I was pulling from all these servers we had, and I found out at the end of the day what was happening is they got to the Pentagon. Literally, it would open the first page, they'd read the executive summary, and say, "Do it," and that was the end of it. Whatever I was recommending, so understanding oh all that stuff, that breadth is absolutely there. Um, there's a really good question, and. Um, Ago, I'm not sure if I'm saying your name right. I'm swinging at this one here, and I kind of get what you're saying here. Programmers, will they be able to troubleshoot things like uh, eGRIP and Open as path first? Here's the thing. You need to know what things like OSPF are. You really need yeah. to understand like what is the network doing? Because as a programmer, particularly somebody who's interested in systems programming using Rust, I've got to think about how is this thing going to transverse the network as fast as possible? Um, when I was at AWS, there was a big question coming up about IoT. How do we get the data back to these big you know, server farms that AWS controls? And so it becomes a really big thing. So again, going back to what uh, Dakota was talking about, it's that broad knowledge. You don't want to be the one in the room when they say, well, do you think we have an OSPF problem? Everybody's like trying to figure out what OSPF is like you want to know these basics you really do uh dakota i'd love to get your comment on this one cuz this is something I've, i i had happen quite a bit i would be i hate to say this like at a fortune 100 company and i was about to explain how to do something with a vpc a, a vpc is like your networking setup in aws your virtual private cloud i would put up on the screen something like 172.3100/16 and i would look at the room and say can anybody tell me what this means and i would get nothing
1: And I'm like, oh, my, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, like in this scenario, you know, we're, you know, our programmers, you know, do they have to troubleshoot it? A lot of times I almost think they're going to have to know it better than the network engineers. They're going to have to understand how that those systems work, how those protocols operate and how to make their applications follow those requirements, um, you know, again, a lot of times, you know, different job roles are gonna have that overlap. So kind of being that Jack or Jill of all trades and getting that good fundamental knowledge is is mm-hmm. huge in the field. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. I mean, I, I just, and by the way, I think that's almost one of those situations where it is a huge bump to your career when you're in that room, when that question happens and you go, okay, open shortest path first. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. Cause they're gonna like, oh, mm, knows what they're talking about. I mean, I'm sorry. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. So as you're getting into this field, take Dakota's advice, get that broad knowledge at the bottom, because it's going to pay dividends. Um, We have a knucklehead who's asked a question. I think the name is Tracy Wallace that I'm going to be talking to. By the way, if y'all don't know who (laughs) Tracy is, Tracy's my boss. <laughs> Tracy yes. uh, here at uh, here at IE Tracy is all things Azure. So if you're a, uh, a, a if you use our platform, I hope you are. We have some of the we've got some of the best cloud material that you can get out there, and it's it's coming from. Uh, and by the way, the big reason I think this is why I'm so was so excited to have Dakota on here. It's also the real world of cloud. Sometimes we say stuff that the provider won't say but we darn sure will tell you about it so you know oh i see how that could happen but tracy does ask a really good question about how big of an impact will generative ai things like chat gpt have on like writing uh reports for things like cybersecurity. personally this is my opinion dakota jump in when i'm done with this and straighten me out if i've gone off too far i personally think that with these generative ai systems what you're going to find yourself more and more doing is going to it to get started. Like you're going to pump in a bunch of facts. Now watch those facts that you're pumping in there. Don't you dare say my company security flaw because you've just, no, you don't do that. But to give you a framework to start putting together a, you know, an intelligent report, it's not bad, but it shouldn't be used like 100%. It's a great way to get started though.
1: Absolutely, I think you're 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 on the money there. Where ChatGPT, a lot of people are, are, I've heard a lot of people concerned that it's going to start replacing jobs um, and start replacing roles, and, and I don't think that's the case at all. I think it, I think the smart people are going to r- realize what it is. It's a tool to help get your your foot in the door to start writing the the information. It's not going to do it all for you. You're going to have to use it, but The smart people are going to be the ones that leverage it as, you know, as what it is, as as a tool to assist you and make you more efficient at your job. So I think it's going to play a huge impact on the IT career field in a whole, um, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's going to really replace the actual human instinct. I think it's going to be just another tool, just like Google, is to really anyone working in IT.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just going to be, it's going to be another tool that we can leverage. And it's one of those smart tools. You know, a lot of people will say you use chat GPT. He's like, yeah, but I didn't let it do the yeah. whole report. I let it get me started. It gave me a sensible framework. You know, it's about like having a grammar checker. You know, I, I'm sorry. I was educated in the Alabama school system. Uh, English is a second language for us. And so sometimes I need a little bit of course correction. And I think these tools can really, really, really help with that. Um, Ego actually has another question. So there is there a future for hybrid engineers or should I learn something in depth or is it better to know a little from everything? I had to say on this one, Dakota, uh, let me take you first and then your take on that one. And then I'm gonna come, come in
1: behind you with my opinion okay. on that as well. Sounds good. I think hybrid is the future. Um, you know, you, you, the the buzzwords is cloud or this, or, you know, on-prem this. I don't think either one's the correct answer. I think the hy- the people that are able to do the hybrid is gonna be really the key to successful in the future. Uh, because, you know, it, it makes the most sense to be able to, you're not going to throw everything up in the cloud and you're not going to keep everything on prem certain strengths and weaknesses where on prem has certain strengths and weaknesses. So I think if you're able to be proficient in both, you're really going to be able to succeed a lot quicker.
0: And by the way, everyone, when it comes to cloud and I'm really going to, I'm going to build a wall up around what Dakota just said, a big one. And that is this uh, cloud is a marketing term. Okay, that's yep. all it is. Cloud is everything compute. It is computer information systems 101, 201, 301, 401. It is networking. It is compute. It is all of that stuff all at once. So, absolutely, what Dakota just said there's times when, as a tool, that works great, but there's other times, no, 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 that needs to be on prem so understanding both of them and then you know talking about networking oh my goodness okay so i'm the programmer i've been writing some garbage in the cloud it would really be handy from a networking perspective when they start saying okay the client gateway blah 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 blah," and we've got a long you know hall relay that type of stuff wow i really need to understand that stuff when i start writing code in these situations to make sure that
1: i'm staying you know in a lane that's not insane Absolutely. So you know, hybrid, I think, is really the true future here. Hmm.
0: Oh, Tracy, there is no cloud. It is someone else's computer. Absolutely, 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 yep. absolutely. Um, it's not a question, but I want to address it. It is from Justin. Um just so the team out there can grab it and throw it up there. And I wanna make a point about what Justin's saying here. Justin says, it's really frustrating here, learning, learning, and learning, at no end and chance to try what I've learned in a real world, and he's from South Sudan. Justin, um, let me just say this. I feel that because back in the early 90s, in central Alabama, there was no IT culture whatsoever. There was nothing. I mean, basically, my sort of reach out to the world was I used to like read um, 2600 Magazine. I used to listen to Off the uh, off the Hook from New York City over the internet. I think in a lot of times, Justin, w- when you find yourself in that situation, your situation's kind of like this. Try to find that remote help desk job. That is the door that opens you up to that bigger space. And if you do get that position, go after it. I mean, just be aggressive. There's no other two ways about it because you will get somebody's attention eventually. And they will be like, okay, let's take this person who is remote and give them even more responsibility. Outside of that, and I hate to say this, sometimes you just got to go. You've just got to leave. I've, I've done it a few times in my career. I didn't like it, but in the end, it was the right thing to do.
1: And, and, you know, I can relate to that because that's what I had to do to get into IT, IT field myself is mm-hmm. I up, end up uprooting my family. We moved like three hours away from where we live to a place where IT was a lot more active. Um, but looking back at that, there's also some things you can do before you have to just pick up and go, um, you know, start labbing is a huge thing and one thing i'd highly recommend is start publishing your work you know start a blog start a youtube channel start getting your voice out there go start creating articles on linkedin about the skills you're learning someone is going to see that and Mm -hmm. reach out to you you know start Mm -hmm. networking more with people in the it field um you know a lot of people they'll start learning and studying for a certification and they just get stuck they feel stuck they they're, they're applying for jobs and they're not getting any you know feedback they're not getting any interviews right. and that's when you got to take a step back and say okay what's the problem here is my resume need to be reworked do i need to mm-hmm. do something different you know do i need to start going to more networking events Unfortunately, I, I, the IT field a lot of the times can still be, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's, it's been that way for a long time. So that's why I think a really important thing to do when you're starting to get into the IT field, is start going to networking events, whether you go to meetup.com or LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. There's people gathering in different cities across the world and go to these networking events start rubbing elbows with other people working in technology you'll find that most people working in it are quite friendly and are more than willing to give you advice and a leg up to to see you succeed so absolutely one thing i would really recommend you do and again if you've exhausted at everything else then yeah, you might have to look into relocating to land that first entry level job. But with that said, that's what I did. Two years later, I was able to move back to the town I first was living in when I got into IT and I'm making well over six figures now back where I was. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you might have to take that step short term, but know that you'll be able to jump back and you'll be back with vengeance. So Yes. Hey, you know, that's exactly something I went
0: through. I took this really crazy position. um, And um, yeah, moved my entire family there. We were there for like a year and a half bought a house and everything. And then but it was the right thing to do. So, um, you know, in that particular case, uh, Justin, yeah, that's just one of those things where just be aggressive about it. You're doing everything right. Don't give up. Do not give up. Do not. If you just keep pushing in this direction. And if there's something I I want to add on to what Dakota said, by the way, because uh, when I was, uh, you know, doing interviewing and stuff like that, one of the things that always caught my eye was this. Somebody had a GitHub page and they had a bunch of their stuff up there, like like they're always pushing updates. You like doing, you know, push elements and stuff like that. Do that. Show off your work because, and here's what's going to happen, Dakota. You can you can probably back me up on this. When I'm looking Absolutely. at somebody's resume and I see like, oh, they have a GitHub page. Let me go check out their repo and see what's there. And I see actual work. I'm like, oh, I'm telling you what. And there was even one where a majority of what they had in there was actually exercises they were doing from an exercise website on how to understand programming i'm sorry it meant more to me than just okay let's read this resume
1: Uh, absolutely could you get you get an insight to the way that person thinks and operates and that's much more than you're ever going to see in any type of in-person you know interview you're going to actually be able to see the quality of work and like oh wow this person is willing to do all this on their time off, and you know, what type of you know, look at their drive they have. They're going to be mm-hmm. an excellent employee, and that's just going to be another skill set you have to offer, and be that much more of an appealing candidate to these employers. Absolutely, you know. And there's actually another uh, question, sort of statement we have out
0: there right now about having a. It's from uh, David Scott. David uh, writes in: "I finished Cisco's 160-hour cybersecurity, uh, uh security training path." Awesome.
1: Congratulations.
0: Um, very good. Uh, ISC2's uh, CC exam, very good. Uh, he, working on try hack me all the time. And I'm at a loss for how to get a job. Dakota, what would what do you have for David?
1: You need to start putting yourself out there. Like start yeah. start blasting yourself out there. And I, I see that in a sense where don't just kind of spray and pray your resume all over the internet. If you find you're putting out your uh, resume and applying for jobs and you're not getting called for an interview, your resume is the problem. I get get this question all the time. Like, hey, I'm applying for these jobs. I'm just not getting interviews. What am I doing wrong? Your resume sucks. I mean, I'm gonna be frank with you right there. Your resume (laughs) sucks. You need to rewrite your resume. Yeah, I can honestly say that because again, like I said, I, I, I offer career coaching through my YouTube channel and I've sat down with people in that exact scenario and they're like gosh i'm not getting calls for interviews what am i doing mm-hmm. wrong i'm just I'm, I'm ready to give up and I, and I sit down with them i help them rewrite their resume we we it, it, the same they have same information there we're just putting it in a different format right and i get a call back a week later dakota thank you so much i've had four <laughs> exactly. interviews since we last mm-hmm. talked So that's the biggest thing. If you find you're not getting calls for interviews, you need to change the way you're applying for jobs. You have the skills, you're just not presenting them properly. Rework your resume, rework your LinkedIn profile. Um, And when you're applying for these jobs, make small tweaks to each one, like tweak your resume each time you apply for these jobs to highlight the skills that job is looking for. One thing I'll do is when I'm looking at a job posting is I'll look at like the key things, the key skills they're looking for. And if I have those skills or those certifications, I make sure and highlight them in my resume and make them stand out better okay Exactly. Yet, highlight them in a cover letter, like make a bullet point list of those skills and certifications you have that pertain to that job that's instantly going to get you past any HR screening filters or anything and land your information in the hand of the mm-hmm. hiring manager.
0: You should so not biggest the, advice. do not send the same resume to everyone. If you're doing that, you are doing it wrong. Again, what Dakota said, yep. what are they asking for? If you've got that skill, float that to the top. Because again, and, and by the way, for those of you who don't know how it works in the HR department, that's exact. like they won't know anything about cloud networking, programming, That they don't care. They're looking for that bulleted list before they are going to send it on down the line. So absolutely, you know, oh, Dakota, that was such a great piece of advice. That was fantastic. I, I, absolutely I, they, fantastic. Absolutely.
1: And then, you know, the other side of that is, if you're finding you're getting interviews, but are not getting any job offers, you need to work on your interviewing skills um you know that that's really the two things that's that's when when people come to me and they say they're feeling stuck they're either not getting interviews or they're getting interviews but they're not getting any job offers okay what's the flip side of that what is happening in those job interviews that is really turning the people off are you just sitting there being quiet you know do you you need to talk more about like the different skills you have, like, hey, I have my own home Cisco lab and I'm constantly practicing different networking protocols and um, I'm trying to, I constantly am breaking my home network as I'm trying to do these new things and I got a Raspberry Pi. Talk Mm -hmm. about those things, bring out those important skills because that's going to show initiative and motivation and willingness to learn. And another thing on that one, to kind of, to kind of, to, to to
0: to, to kind of add on to what you just said there, and, and you know, right to what David, uh, you know, David's question is that here's one of the biggest pieces of advice I uh, advice I can give to anyone when it comes to interviewing at a big company. Okay, now smaller companies, this may not hold water, but at a big company, find out what their leadership principles are. So for example, like we're talking about, let me talk about AWS here real quick. They have their leadership principles. And at the very top of that list is customer obsession. Read what they say about customer obsession. Take that question and then take that statement and then flip it into a question. Think about how you would formulate a question based on that and how they're going to come at you because they're going to say something like, hey, here it's name your company, we're obsessed with our customers. It's one of our most important attributes for winning in the marketplace. Tell us about a time when you showed customer obsession and you should be able to like, this is what was going on. This is what I did. This was the result. Like you need to be very focused because what Dakota was just saying, if you're in the interview and you're not getting like hooked in and something's happening, if something's going on in the interview, make it concrete. Bring up that stuff about I've got a home lab. I break stuff all the time. Let me tell you about something I did and how I fixed it. But then also and by the way, this I say it only applies to big companies. You can use that skill for any type of company, any sort.
1: Absolutely. It's
0: just basically interrogating yourself. Say to yourself, you know, like Apple's got that one out there where they say they want to make great products and improve the world, leave the world in a better place turn that into a question for yourself and imagine getting that question in an interview and how you would answer it quickly succinctly with absolute concrete results saying this is what i did and now that also gets to another thing though and i think this is really important and dakota i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw this out and i'm gonna (laughs) step away so if i said to you dakota hey dakota talk to me about the issue with lifetimes in uh, rust how we can ensure the compiler understands the lifetime of a particular variable
1: well i would probably answer that in a way like you know what i don't know much about rust to be honest with you but but this is what i would do and how i would get, gather that information to present it to you exactly. that's the biggest thing like the biggest thing i have like the biggest pet peeve i have in interviews is when someone <laughs> is lying about something or not being yes. honest about knowing something be yes. honest in your interviews and it is 100 okay and a lot of times these employers are going to be asking you questions you shouldn't be able to answer. But they you wanna see it. your thought process. They wanna see how you would work through those problems and how you would present that information. And yes, it is perfectly okay. You are not expected to know it all, but you are expected to be able to know how you troubleshoot and get those answers. You know, Google is your biggest friend and you could, in, in your interview, if you're asked a question where, you don't know the answer. You say, you know what? I don't know the answer, but what first I first i I'd do is I go to Google and start doing some research there. Then mm-hmm. I'd probably hit up, you know, some message boards and get some more information and I'd come back to you with some questions I have, you know, with that information, you know, that is a perfectly acceptable thought process for an interview.
0: Absolutely. And, and again, everybody, please listen to what he just said there. Yeah. There are times when we will ask you questions you can't answer and you don't want to answer it. You do want to be able to say, you know, I don't know. That is the right answer, by the way. I don't know, but here's what I would do to put myself in a position where I could try to start answering it. And that's the right answer because, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's kind of that thing, tell me the thing you're going to be troubleshooting five years from now. Don't you dare right. answer that question because you can't, you don't know what's going to be here for five years from now, but that whole process of trying to figure things out, that's what they're looking for are you you know curious and stuff like that um another one from alan i think is real uh, interesting here is um i hear all the time to lab that's practical experience that you can show that you understand a concept how does someone as a beginner you know get into a lab environment you know what uh do we do when we set up a virtual machine and stuff you know things like that well first of all um you know, if, you've, if, if you have a subscription with a training provider like INE, we have our lab environment where you can dive in, you can mess around. Um, there's a lot of in, uh, labs, in fact, that we have where we intentionally have things that are broken. Maybe you've heard of AWS GOAT, which is set up by our team, where it's a broken environment from a cybersecurity point of view to get in there and start doing things like that. Absolutely do stuff like that. Now... If you don't have access to something like that, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of places where you can take advantage of things like, for example, with AWS, they have a free tier. And that free tier, you can muck around with virtual machines, you can try networking, a lot of the stuff. What sort of things have you seen, Dakota, that people could take advantage of? Again, maybe they're not quite in a position where they could afford or want to jump into a lab environment. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about something very important about that in just a moment. But what would you suggest for them,
1: Dakota? Absolutely. I mean, there is tons of tons and tons of tons of free resources out there. Not only is, you know you can you set up virtual machines on your your own computer or in AWS or some other cloud platform for free, but not only that, there is free guides out there to work through problems in a lab mm-hmm. environment and test your skills. So you don't need to spend a lot of money on this now with that said are the labs like INE offers way easier to set up and a lot easier to work through absolutely i i i personally got a taste of them when i was beta testing the uh ejpt v2 certification and those labs are just so like real world feeling and it, it is awesome but it is not necessary to be able to practice these skills. Now you can go the next step in between where if you maybe don't want to sign up for an online e-learning platform, but Mm -hmm. you you don't want to just do the free tier. You can go like, if you're interested in networking, one thing in networking is having your own home lab, I think is huge, especially studying for like Cisco certifications, you can go on to like eBay and buy some used networking gear for like $20 and build Mm -hmm. your own home lab environment. And what's nice when you switch to physical gear from virtual gear, is you just get that sensation. You feel that click of connecting that ethernet Mm -hmm. cable. You get to Mm -hmm. see the light on that port come up. You get to, or not see the light on the port come up when you plug it in, oh, what do I do? Or, you know, (laughs) when the switch goes crazy, when you created a standing tree storm or whatever. You know, there is that next tier of you yes. know, buying some, and you don't need to spend a lot of equipment. Um, you know, like for people saying for the Cisco CCNA, I say, don't plan on spending any more than a hundred bucks on physical equipment for your home lab. Buy like one or two routers and one or two switches off of eBay for like 10 to 20 bucks a piece. That's it. Like, we get a console cable and a USB to serial adapter, and you can go ham for days with that creating different network topologies and testing different things. And, you know, if you really want to be brave, run your home internet connection through that. So if you actually <laughs> right. break something, you get to hear right. everyone yell that the internet goes down. <laughs> Talk about real world experience that a toddler that, you know, can't get onto his iPad. Ooh, that's a whole new, that's a whole new level of customer dissatisfaction
0: right there. Forget yes, the nice exactly. ticket from the help desk. I mean, no, yeah. oh, it's the worst. My experience with that was actually doing caching. I set up a squid server in my house to do caching, but I didn't set up the, you know, everything to expire properly. So there was like old data kept coming in, old graphics. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, real quick though, before we go any further, there's one thing I wanna point out. We are running an offer right now. So if you've been looking about getting in some training, let me tell you a little bit about our training. Um, well, that was awesome. Uh, Cyber security. <laughs> networking, cloud, it's all here. And here's the thing that I really like about what we've done in terms of our training. First of all, and keep in mind, I'm somebody who came from you know the big corporate environment, is that we're going to give you every opportunity to hear from the best. For example, when we talk about networking in the cloud, we bring in one of our CCIEs to talk about it. When we talk about cybersecurity, we bring in cyber. Just like today, you wanna to talk about career? We bring in one of the best people we can find to talk about it. And we're running a $50 off Uh, discount right now thanks to Dakota so it's 50 off fun. that's from March 14th until March 31st so if you're interested in getting some directed training that is how do I um, move down the path check this out sign up today we'd love to have you as one of our students and really show you the difference INE is making in terms of training in terms of not just you know putting the content out there but giving you a lot of real-world this is how this really happens Type knowledge, so check that out today. We would love to have you. Let's see what that, are the questions we have here. Go ahead, Dakota. That,
1: I'm sorry. Oh uh, no, I was, just, I was just giving you guys props for that. That's such an amazing opportunity for someone who is looking to break in the field. I think one of the best tools you can have in your toolbox is an online e-learning platform because mm-hmm. it really opens doors to any really any certification that you're interested in getting. You know, um, you guys have thousands of different courses you guys offer and on top of that it's not just courses and videos you have the online labs to back up that information that is just a huge resource to anyone who is looking to get started in the field because it's an all-in-one solution you don't have to try to go gather all this information it is all right there nice and neatly presented for you
0: exactly you know and and that's one of the things That's one of the things that Dakota that that gets me about, and I'm just going to have to kind of keep my mouth shut here and zip it, but there are a lot of free resources out there, but you can go down the wrong path. You can get the wrong information the the potholes of your knowledge highway are not going to be filled in properly so that everything makes sense and that is something we struggle over constantly to make sure that we're putting that sort of content out there particularly about cloud which is what what i'm passionate about to make sure that we're giving you all that knowledge because here's a simple fact If you're going to be in an interview and you got somebody like Dakota in front of you, I want you to knock him out of the chair with your capabilities. And there's only one way to do that is to take you down a path where everything gets filled in, everything makes sense, and everything just works out. And again, going back to the experience with our lab environment, being able to work with those labs and understand how all of these things work. So with that said, I think we're getting to the – gosh, we've run for 49 minutes here. I think it's time to start – hitting the brakes, gently start waving bye to everyone. Dakota, do you have any last piece of advice for everybody before we leave?
1: The biggest piece of advice I have for you guys is just to go out there and start applying for jobs. Don't come up with excuses anymore. Go out there and start getting exposure, start putting yourself out there because you never know when you might be the most qualified person to apply for this job. You know, a lot of times you'll be looking at these job applications and you'll see a big long list of requirements they're asking for. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, a lot of times, That's a wish list, you know? And sometimes even the person writing those job descriptions has no clue what the job does. They just copied it (laughs) off of some other website. So just go out there and start applying today because you never know when you might be the most qualified candidate or at least the best communicating candidate that applies for the job. So again, just don't wait, don't hold back anymore. Just start putting yourself out there, so. Absolutely. You know, and
0: on that point, Dakota, there has been so many times when the person just is like the second they started talking, you were like, that's them. Like you can't even explain it. You can take them through the rest of the interview. They check all the boxes. They have all the qualifications, but you just know that's the person I want to be working with. That's the person we should hire right
1: there exactly and you know i've had it happen to me and i've been told this actually at my current job i was not the most qualified candidate that applied there was peoples with master's degrees applying for my job that mm-hmm. were actually quite upset after the fact they found out they didn't get the job because they thought they were the most qualified <laughs> candidate right here some call some college dropout kid is getting the job over people with these college degrees well it's because they could see my communication skills they could see that i was a team player and i would be a good fit with the organization that's why they went with me and then i was able once i got into the job i was able to prove even more so that i had the skills needed and just be able to take off you know from there so just go out there and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. No, you're yes, going to get rejected, just get but after just it. get after it.
0: I, I will tell you this. I, I will say, I will say this more than anything. You know, when, um, when I applied for my job at Amazon web services, AWS, I almost took it in the form of, I'm not going to get this job. This'll be fun. Let's just see what happens. And literally every interview was just a conversation. It was just a conversation. It was just a conversation. And then when the big interview happened and by the way there's all sorts of stuff that keeps you from talking about what goes on these interviews i wish i could tell you more because they're brilliantly architected brilliantly structured interviews there was a question about and this was completely out of the topic area and i think it was the question where i was supposed to say i don't know but it was can you talk about multi-threading in c-sharp and i came up out of the chair I literally just stood up and it's like, let me tell you something you better and just started going on this rant. And I found out later, that's what got me the job. There were other people that were more qualified, but the fact that I so succinctly and quickly and very clearly explained multi-threading and C-sharp, they were like, that's him. That's him. That's who we're going to hire. It's just that simple. So everybody listen to what Dakota said. Get out there and go after it. Quit making excuses. Look, there's a lot of, forgive me, Dakota, for what I'm about to say. There's a lot of goofballs out there applying for jobs. And I've interviewed them and they are goofballs. No. You're not a goofball. You're working hard. You're tr- like, I'm tired of doing the, like Dakota. I'm tired of this flipping bulldozer. I was like, I never want to be a chemist again. Get passionate. If you love it, you can get that job period. No excuses necessary. Get after it and That's be surprised crazy. where you are just a few years from now.
1: Abs absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Dakota, man, we could talk all day, but we're gonna have to end it here. I cannot wait to have another show with you,
1: man. I'm I am more than happy to come back anytime.
0: Of, excellent. Excellent. All right, everybody. So that's going to end our show for today. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you took away a lot of information to really clear up what you can do going forward to get started in IT. Now, if you have other questions, Dakota's out there. I'm out there on LinkedIn. Hit us up. We'd love to speak to you more about that. Maybe give you some one-on-one advice. Just let us know. We'd love to talk to you. And again, if you're looking for getting training, Absolutely check out our $50 discount right now. Again, if you could throw the graphics up, uh, producers, show it one more time. Thanks to Dakota, we can do this. Go up there, sign up for, again, your user code is 50 off fund. Take advantage of that today. Cyber, cloud, networking, we are here for you and we're gonna do everything we can to make sure you've got the education. So when you get that interview, you've got those communication skills, you get that job that you are going after. So with that said, from everybody in Cary, North Carolina running the show, thanks everybody for watching. We can't wait to do another show for you, and we hope that you cannot wait for another show from INE. Thanks a lot.